The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good tags. But so many poor choices. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, this is The Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. And I'm Nicole. We just kicked it off right off here. Um, this is, I would say, like the first episode we've done with each other for a minute. Without a guest. Yeah. Yeah, a guest. Um, but we're not together. I know. We're still not together. <laughs> we're, we're quarantined again. And why is that? Because your girl Sarah got fucking a positive Rona test. We got the vid, people. Totally fine, though. Um, I mean, you sound in good spirits, so you should probably say that, you know, you're not in the midst. I'm not forcing you to record on your deathbed. Yes, no, to to let everybody know, this is my own choice. Um, I'm firmly, I firmly believe at this point, the episode last week, you heard me in the middle of the Rona. Um, I'm pretty sure I had it over Halloween. I think... I was under the impression it was a sinus infection, definitely wasn't a sinus infection. Lo and behold, I had to go get a corona test for a completely different procedure situation that was going on, and it came back positive. (laughs) So I have a feeling that um, I'm quarantining now, but, you know, I have no symptoms or anything like that. And uh, yeah, this will be the first year that I am not spending Thanksgiving with my family and I'm making it for myself. So fingers crossed, we don't fuck around and mess that all up. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I don't know like how many people you're making food for. I assume it's just you and your boyfriend and you're not going to invite anybody else over into your Corona house. Uh, no, but he just got, well, he, to be fair, he just, he literally like, 10 minutes ago got a test and it came back po- or negative so he's negative I have to assume that I'm very close to being negative as well but no we're not inviting anybody over to the house of Rona for Thanksgiving so I mean there's really not that much pressure on creating a meal my cousin actually too. I'm hung- I'll be hungry by then <laughs> like I'll be starving I want to eat food that tastes good <laughs> noted yes Um, but my cousin actually, when her and her husband moved to Alaska and they couldn't be around for holidays as easily, they made, um, just turkey pot pies for Thanksgiving, like with sides, but they didn't do the full. What a smart idea. Turkey pot pies. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if it's possible to find one that's gluten-free that you could just pop in the oven, like the banquet situations, but (laughs) not we're not doing that nope Mm -mm. that's the thing I get really particular about my traditional Thanksgiving meal I don't give a fuck about Christmas I could care less about the meal then you know traditions have changed but like my Thanksgiving meal is like how I I thrive that it's I identify with that like that's my favorite thing time of Thanksgiving food and so like there's a lot of pressure on myself to say can I live up to my aunt's standards and like bust out a 15 pound third Kroger went ahead and just did it for me. Gave me the whole 15 pounds. I'm like, yeah. Can you find a mini Turkey? Oh, they're all sold out because everybody's doing little Thanksgivings. So oh. I, 
Yeah, because I'm like, I've made just like a turkey breast, like just <laughs> a single <laughs> serve situation. Well, I or I put the order in for, you know, the, the 10 to 14 pound turkey. And I was like, sell a lot of meat. Sure. But, you know, my my boyfriend and his nephew, they're big dudes. So I, I assume that. Oh, yeah. His nephew lives with him, by the way. So like that was a whole thing. But they both went and got tested and they're both negative. So that's that. But so I'll be feeding, you know, two, two, two dudes and a and a Sarah. That's a lot of meat that needs to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you kind of breezed past the vid. And the only reason I'm calling it the vid is because in the Kevin Hart special that he has out right now on Netflix called No Fucks Given, he talks about how him and what his wife had the vid and yeah. his wife had more symptoms than he did he kind of felt like there like there was no way that he could be positive um but uh he was like going crazy during the like quarantining because he didn't like feel terrible right so I think the quarantining makes more sense and probably for people who um actually really feel bad like they're like this is essential but if you don't really feel bad you're probably insanely stir crazy (laughs) yeah so that's the other thing I I like built it up in my head that getting corona was going to be this life changing thing for me because of how it's being portrayed and I'm saying that just for me my own lens my own personal view I'm not saying that this is how everybody will experience it but what I'm saying is like I anticipated that when I was going to get it, because I just, I figured everybody was going to get it. I think I already said that before, but I anticipated that it would be like this awful experience. And I never really put much more thought into like what it would feel like to have coronavirus. Cause it's like, that's not what I do. So getting through it and realizing I personally am okay. It like takes the scary part of it away from me. And it encourages me to like continue to understand it more so that I can help other people understand it more now. Like, it's just like, you don't understand how it's going to hit you. So it terrifies you because it's, everybody's different. So. Yeah. The more, I guess, random interviews and things that I've seen come out, there's more and more celebrities coming out who said that they had it either at the beginning or whatever. And they didn't want to say anything initially because they didn't want to invoke fear. Right. or they didn't want to stir up any extra like unnecessary attention or whatever but there's quite a few people who said that they just felt like they had you know the flu or something mild um I mean obviously we know that a lot of people have suffered greatly from either having it themselves or um their families were affected and you know obviously the numbers in how many deaths there are in this country is staggering so like i don't want to downplay this issue by any means so we're we're you know again we're going to try to find humor in every situation mm-hmm. continue to call it the vid because it's funny but you know <laughs> i you know and you know it's funny i think i probably a couple a couple people i sent this to like you know um a couple of our lady comedy friends i was like talking to them and it came up that I was you know tested positive I had it 
And I was, I'm like, this could be too soon, but I'm considering going out there and being like, oh, five bucks, I'll give you the vid. You won't have to do the holidays with your family. But it's just like, you can't, it's too soon. <laughs> too soon. Your racist uncle just is not going to get the pleasure of being racist around you because you're not going to be there because, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I can't, I can't actually do, go out there and do that because it's just it's not funny but there is humor in it we just have to find it (laughs) and I mean this whole time um it's not that you weren't suffering you just thought that you had a sinus infection or like Mm -hmm. you had a lot of congestion and stuff and that's not something that the uh I guess exposure that I've had to data or information is listing as like a major symptom um, but I'm also not an expert in what the symptoms are, either. <laughs> right. but most people have like well, a cough and the shortness of breath and uh, the loss of taste and smell and things like that. Like, I haven't had that many people say that, um, congestion was a major factor. I still had a sinus infection on top of it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did go to the doctors for the sinus infection, the first doctor, and she looked in my you know, nose and throat. And she was like, yep, you still have a sinus infection. You definitely have that going. So that's why we just didn't catch it. Cause I truly had us that on top of the Rona. So, right. well, you know, and I know you're prone to sinus infections. However, your immune system was probably compromised fighting off. Oh yeah. You know, the, the vid. <laughs> Oh, oh, absolutely. Cause the one round of antibiotics didn't do make the cut. So then I was like, oh, I might be actually, God damn it. I got the bed. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Like I wasn't putting it all together in my head. And then I got the test and I was like, well, that makes a fuckload of sense. <laughs> I mean, the worst part is probably the, just the mental anguish of who have I come in contact with? Now I have to tell people, I mean, yeah. how is that? I would say actually the, the, what happens next, like for anybody who's listening, who gets coronavirus and they're in luckily enough to be in a position where I'm in, where I'm capable of handling my business and moving throughout my life. Um, the after part is the scariest part because you have to remember who you came into contact with and let them know. Otherwise you feel like a piece of shit. You can't sleep. Like it took me, it took me a few hours I had gotten, um, I had gotten the test results on a Sunday night at like 1030 at night and I couldn't sleep because I felt so bad. Um, I sent my, you know, family a text immediately and everybody was asleep, but there were a couple of people I had come into contact with who are susceptible. They're in the high risk category and I didn't want to contact them you know, immediately in the middle of the night, they freaking them out, be like, you got the wrong, I got the positive. And you know what I mean? So like, I had to wait until, you know, appropriate time the next Monday morning to be like, Hey, FYI, um, I want you to know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your day, right. Happy Monday. Uh, let me tell you what your life is going to be like now. Uh, monitor your symptoms. But so there was no, like, protocol there's like nowhere you can go there's I didn't find any resources that help you understand what your steps are after you get a positive diagnosis so my recommendation is first don't panic you want to 
call the people that you came into contact with first and let them know immediately. And then if you are experiencing symptoms, great, you know you have it. If you're not, wait three to five days. And if you don't start experiencing symptoms, you can go ahead and get another test or you can quarantine yourself for up to 21 days. Now they're recommending not just 14, 21 days. And <laughs> um, then you'll be super sure you won't have to get another test. You'll just know. Um, if you want to do the 14 day, they recommend doing 14 and then getting another test just to make sure. Um, but like, don't panic. Don't call your doctor. Don't call 911. Don't go to the hospital. It's not an emergency. If you're capable of managing your life right in that very moment, you can make a plan for the next steps. Yeah. I'm, the majority of uh, advice that I've heard actual medical professionals give people who are, I'll say, typically healthy is mm -hmm. basically the same as if you're sick, take your vitamins, get some rest. Yep. Drink some tea. <laughs> I, I drank tea. I, I was incredibly tired all the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, so, but yeah, anyway, that's my Rona encounter. <laughs> I knew and it was going to happen. How did you know it was going to happen though? sick we're animals i'm sorry we're all a bunch of fucking animals <laughs> we're unless you live in a bubble it's just impossible in one way shape or form i personally believe everybody will have well, come into contact i'm knocking on wood yes absolutely i'm not saying i want everybody to get it no <laughs> but due to the precautions that everyone is taking and yes. my limited uh exposure to people in general because at this point like i barely even go to the store i have like everything delivered almost um occasionally i'll go to the store but um i try to be very like tactile about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but my like extremely limited exposure and I'm home by myself like this is the first year I haven't ever like I didn't even get a cold I feel as though my immune in general has been um cheated if you will because I'm not being exposed to all the normal shit that I would expose myself to so like now I go outside and it's like bing you have a sinus infection. I'm like, oh, whereas before I was like, oh, okay, we can manage. Now I'm like, what is this? This is an awful experience and I'm hating my life. It's just like all around things are becoming more and more scary. Well, I think you get used to operating in a certain way. I mean, I get headaches quite frequently. So for me, it would be like if I didn't have headaches anymore and then all of a sudden I got one, you know, it would feel so much more intense. Uh-huh. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's just like so, too much. Yeah, I can manage that. No, I can't. I can't manage this anymore. I've bitched. I'm bitching out. I'm tapping out. Having a nap. Can't write this email today. <laughs> I mean, I feel that way and I don't have COVID. Right. Well. <laughs> but anyway, what, what else? Was, okay. So the last time you and I did a single episode um we were talking about your dick detox yes and i don't recall exactly where i was at in the process of that 
I know that I was not done with it yet, though. No, you had just wrapped up one. Oh, first. <laughs> and for the content, you know, and <laughs> you were just you were like in the middle of number two. However, it was a very heavy section. It was. Um, so in case somebody didn't listen to the previous episode, the quick synopsis is that we had a guest on our show. Her name is Heidi Bushy, and she has a book called Relationship Ready, How I Stopped Fucking Randos and Started Cupcaking My Soulmate. And with she's that- a- What? Sorry, she's just amazing. I just can't. <laughs> um, she is amazing. And um, not only did I decide to, after I listened to that book, do the worksheets that came along with it, but also continue working with her in a different workshop as well. Um, so for the first workshop that went along with the book, I'm like, I'm, we're calling that a dick detox. I couldn't have any um, contact with any men uh, in any regard, unless it was like business basically. So oh. it work I couldn't talk to men on a one-on-one basis um you know I mean that includes texting and there's yeah there's no working around that that's just you're on a complete detox you're on an island (laughs) and um so you have to uh start getting very real with yourself very quickly and you have to let go of some of the old ideas that you had around love or what it, what relationships meant to you. And that theme kind of continued into the next workshop that I did. Um, so I'll expand on that a little bit later, but then with the um, second module, you had to list out all men that you had some sort of relationship with over your lifetime. Um, and what not, is really- not, not your like family, but like somebody that you've either dated um, or even if it was just a physical relationship or emotional relationship, like somebody that, you know, made an impact in that regard. And so it could be even like a one night stand or something. So you had to list out. Go so ahead. like the guy at the juice bar that like she constantly, not you specifically, but like, let's say there's a guy that I constantly. I was like, what juice bar? <laughs> Maybe juice bar by me that I like to go to and maybe there's a dude I like to look at just you know is that a relationship no yes it is because it's always fucking fantasy one-sided no that doesn't count unless he's drinking your juice it doesn't count (laughs) oh oh okay Well, I mean, that's not true either. If you guys started texting and being like flirty and stuff, then you've had some sort of like connection, then that could count. I mean, like, let's say, let's say somebody's like super obsessed with a guy that works at the counter at the coffee shop and they go in there specifically to see that guy, not because they love that coffee. Is that considered unhealthy relationship? No, no, because the other person's not even in it. <laughs> well, I know that's, but isn't that bad? That makes it worse. <laughs> then you need a different workshop. You need something about stalking <laughs> or uh, boundaries, maybe. 
I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that scenario. That sounds like something you do when you're 16. But maybe that's something, maybe because you could, you're, you would never be that person. You wouldn't pine over somebody like that. You're, you can't put yourself in that, that mindset. But I, I think, I think that people should consider that unhealthy and put it down if they choose to go. <laughs> the sure. Well, you know what, if they're considering it a relationship or some, some sort of connection or some sort of pattern, then be my guest. I am not here to enforce the rules. I'm just telling you what I did. <laughs> I like, I like pattern. I like pattern. Um, cause the whole part of the exercise was to figure out what your patterns are so that you can break them. Mm. Um, so I had over my 20 years of dating, I had a list of 62 guys. So on average, it's like three guys a year or something. So not, not awful. Uh, you just everybody your fucking number. <laughs> Did you just get no? I didn't sleep with all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's why I said. Like, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's just if you've um, it like I went on like a couple dates with them or whatever. Yeah, no. So no, I have not actually fucked all sixty-two of the men on this list. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could take that out of like, a, like that could be a soundbite for something else that we do. <laughs> I know that's going everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, you had to write down like their name, the age you were when you dated them, uh, highlights and lowlights of the relationship. Um, uh, what way did that relationship affect me? Uh, was it a pattern? And then what was my role in the chaos or the drama or whatever? Um, and you could really only do one word answers for the majority of those columns other than the highlights and lowlights. That's when you could really like write your little heart out if you wanted to. <laughs> Which did you really? No. <laughs> not really. No. No, I did not. Um, and so then after you like get that whole list together, you have to determine like what your character defects are and figure that out. And then you have to like really dig in into like, what are your fears? Um, which was interesting for me. Like relationship fears or like, I'm afraid of tigers. <laughs> asking <laughs> uh no more like relationship or self-growth not um tiger king <laughs> which sidebar my friend recently just started her zoom thing back up because they needed it for an external review on something and she said the last time she used it was actually uh, when Tiger King was popular. So her background was Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin when it popped up. <laughs> Continue. I, I like that road, it's wave out, man. Me too, me too. But just, just, that's a great example of how you should just let things peter out on their own. Don't force it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you really have to like dig into like these old behaviors and how are you going to change them? What are your new behaviors? What are you going to do differently? I just in life, you know, not even just like for your emotional, uh, relationships that you have with men, just, I mean, these things can help people with like any part of their life. Um, and then another part of it is, um, like writing out what you're confident in and coming up with an ideals list to help you narrow down how to find the right partner. I mean, it's a lot, it was a lot of fucking work and um, is a lot deeper than I tend to go. You and me both. And so, when that was done, which I gave myself 30 days, the author, she also gave, gave herself 30 days. It ended up taking her 11 months to get through this whole process. She was a little deeper than you though. Let's be real. Well, she was working through a lot of other things and had a oh, deeper in the toxicity, not. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> she had, she had more lead time if you will she had a lot more work to do <laughs> yeah I mean I still had 20 years of bad dating choices to work my way through there um no kids though so you have that going for you no no children's uh yeah no I mean if anything this is the perfect time to do it because mm -hmm. why not like I'm at home by myself I can't really date as freely as I'd like. So might as well, um, when I, you know, was ready to start dating again, be in a position where I'm going to take it very seriously because I can't just go dating all willy nilly. Right. Um, you got to protect your hoo-ha at this point from the vid. <laughs> I, have to, I have to protect my entire body. <laughs> Dangerous. I mean, my, my hoo-ha needs to be protected from other things in addition <laughs> to the vid. Um, so I don't need a double up situation. hoo-ha issues when I had the vid, FYI. <laughs> right. I was thinking like, are you alluding to something? No, that's, I just wanted to clarify because <laughs> I can see now how that would be misconstrued. Well, and uh, yeah, and no one's talking about that. <laughs> So where did I, oh, so it took me 45 days to get through this. And then I went right into another, um, uh, activating your relationship potential type of workshop, uh -huh. which was similar in some of the work that you needed to do, but it was a different mode of how you get there. And it allowed me to go like, even a couple more layers deeper than when I was doing it on my own. Cause after I got done on my own, I was like, do I get a gold star? Like, is there a graduation ceremony? <laughs> you just I walk was, around with your arms over your head for five minutes. Uh. <laughs> I was just sitting here like, nah, what? Oh no. Like I, I felt very accomplished, <laughs> but at the end of it, you're supposed to go out and date. Like you're supposed to go out into the world and you can't do that right now. <laughs> Congratulations! You can 
congratulations yeah go try to you know uh put these things into motion in real life and i'm like i'm just i don't i'm just sitting here (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's funny and fucked up at the same time because you're like well i'll just time to really look inward and and then you like did the work and now you're being, you should be able to celebrate because it's hard work. And you're just like, well, I'm still in the house. Um, under, actually, we just entered our second lockdown from, from everything. I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and since we have a good relationship with Heidi, I, I emailed her throughout the process to like, let her know that I was moving along and stuff. And when it was done, I was like, can you, can you just like give me an A or something? Like, I'm an receiver, so. <laughs> Is there a leaderboard I can look at somewhere? <laughs> um, and then the, so this next uh, workshop that I went into. Um, so during the second one, I fired up Bumble again. So I took a, I took a breath after I finished the first one, took a, I took a hot second to just kind of breathe fired up Bumble again and was not excited about my options. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I wasn't pleased. I'm not going to lie to you. I was met with disappointment once I graduated. I achieved my goal and there was like no and then I get onto the bumbles and it's just really deflating. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really, it's like after you get your degree and then you go get your first job and then you realize, oh, I'm just making slightly above minimum wage. Like I thought I did all of that to make money. Wait, I went to design school for six years and spent over a hundred K to do PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Truly, you're like, okay, well, uh- all right cool (laughs) I guess this is reality um and so I talked with like a couple of guys on the app I only exchanged numbers with two oh wow you exchanged the numbers though usually you like okay let me ask you this are you doing anything differently consciously or are you just going with it and see what happens are you like actively being different than you normally would a hundred percent. Talk to me about this. <laughs> Super curious. I am. I am a changed person when it comes to relationships and dating. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like super excited right now. <laughs> Just, <laughs> go ahead. I'm listening. Um. So I had done some of this work before. And as you know, on other episodes, I've talked about like creating a list and things of that nature. So, you know, this is not my first go around with list making. Um, However, going through this process really allowed me to uh, zone in on the more important things um, in a partner than, or at least the way that I wrote them down is a lot different than the way I would have previously. So, you know, like previously I would have said something like a guy who uh, makes more money than me, right? Now I say uh, a guy with a commitment to financial security. Ooh. Like that's just, for example, like one thing where I'm 
changing my own narrative and like using different word choices and really being able to stick to like, I don't need the bullshit. Right. Okay. So let me ask you this in that same vein of looking for a man who has financial security, Uh what financial security mean to you now versus the old version of that? Um, well, I mean, the statements are even just different, right? Um, someone who's committed to financial security means that you're also going to get a type of person that is dedicated to their career and, um, is, you know, more passionate about what they're doing, um, is trying to be smart with their money, um, you know, looks at investment opportunities and, um, doesn't like spend frivolously. Uh, so like, you know, all that kind of stuff gets wrapped up into just that one statement. Whereas my previous list, I would have like listed out all those things, or I would have not listed out all of those things and just kind of thought that in my head, like it's implied, I guess. Then like at face value, the guy could make more money than you but he may only make more money than you on a couple of years out of the time instead of every year because he does a job that gets him big wins maybe yeah maybe I mean um it, I mean this is like a, a unique one I guess to kind of like dive into but um it, no matter what like my previous list or the new list I had always written down that I wanted somebody who's um driven and ambitious like you know career oriented Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking for not just like those qualities, but yeah, like somebody who's like living their truth because yeah. they're like people who live their truth and people who are um, doing something that they care about and are, you know, passionate about it are going to naturally have money flow to them. And be happier in general because right. they enjoy what they do every day. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just a more refined and mature way of trying to narrow down who the, the right partner is, or I should say the, the types of qualities that I want the right partner to have. Yeah. So it's kind of like you sit there and you say, yes, the, the matter of money, you look at the fact that you want this person to have like as much money as you or more but what kind of person does it take to make as much money as you or more is really the question you should be asking yourself. Yeah. The majority of things that I write, uh, I should really say all the things, um, all the things that I write down are things I possess myself because at this point, I don't feel like I can um, necessarily require that from somebody else. If I don't, if I'm not personally doing it or working on it myself. Yeah. And that's a fair thing to say. You can't expect others to get you something you don't even want to get yourself. Right. That's greedy. (laughs) Well, it's not. (laughs) I mean, like some women might want to be at stay at home moms. And so they're looking for somebody who has financial security, but they're, you know, they're not looking to get financial security themselves in the workforce, you know, it, it all depends on like your end goal, right? Like, what do you want? I know how I want to live my life when I um, eventually get married or retire or, you know, whatever those next phases are. And so I'm trying to set myself up for that life. 
Yeah, which is good. Not a lot of people do that anymore. I think I've noticed a lot of people look at the like, because we, I think we've talked about this in the past, but this immediate satisfaction culture or this throwaway culture that we have is starting to seep into our personal relationships and we're starting to treat people like things. And so people are starting to look at their right now relationships and not consider what the future holds with that person because they're satisfying that right now need. And then they try to force that person into the narrative that they have. They're, oops, sorry, August. I just elbowed my cat right in the goddamn face. The poor little thing. He's so oh, mad. Do it at this point. So mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then eventually people start to try to force that person who originally was like, yeah, kind of okay, into this like future rhetoric they had but didn't know they had. And so like, you're not doing yourself a favor by not looking at what you want in the future. And I recognize that now <laughs> because I never looked at what I thought I wanted. I was just like, go with flow. But I think also part of that was simply because of the fact that I was focused on like my career and getting to a point where I wanted to be able to say, Hey, I can support myself and be independent and take myself on a trip. And, you know, I didn't ever want to have after one relationship really bad one I had, I never wanted to have to depend fiscally on another person ever again. I wanted to be able to ma manage all that on my own. So. Well, I, you know, you can do that. You yeah, can, you can. I mean, obviously when you go into um, a marriage or a more serious relationship, you look to um, rely on each other. That's part of what that is, you know? Um, yeah. but you can still have your own things going for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, since I didn't, I didn't have the pressure on me, nor did I have a clock ticking, nor do I feel any type of way about wanting children. I have not felt any kind of need to settle. Um, and I think a lot of people, because they want to have a, a certain type of life, um, or they want to have children or whatever that may be that they might, they might find themselves settling or, um, not, not finding the, the best partner for them. And so succumbing to, yes, like what, like succumbing to the short term. Um, right. but there's a lot of other things that go into that, that I'm thankful. I don't have to, I guess, deal with. You know, a lot of other people have a lot of pressures from their family and other things that go into why they make those decisions. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, um, no, I'm, I'm very conscious of uh, the way that I am appearing and the way that I could be um, perceived and where I'm putting my energy and who I'm deciding to spend my energy on. Um, it, a lot of this is about magnetizing, right? So and let's talk about, I'm super curious because we started talking, I have a, oh, there's a big hair in my mouth. Gross. Sorry. So you said you were doing things, approaching things completely differently, like in the chat, even when you're like talking to guys, what are some of the things that you do now that, or do you, are there like things that you catch yourself your old self getting ready to be like, I'm going to make a snarky comeback because I'm going to hide the fact that I think you're dumb already. Or are you like, are you like, no, nope, we're done. You're just dumb. You're dumb right now. You're dumb right now. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much like, I don't think we're a good match. 
you just say it right now right off the bat like yep and how is that how is that received or like um, is, sometimes there's like pushback and sometimes there's not like um sometimes I just say like I don't think that the chemistry is there or I say like I don't think we're a good match um if I'm trying to be like a little bit more gentle about it if they start like pushing back or being a dick or whatever um then I just get real real with them so like you know I had one guy that one of the two guys that I gave my phone number to initially we were like having really good banter and he was making me laugh pretty hard which is always uh, an easy way to like uh like progress with me I'll say is it, that a pattern Nicole huh is that a pattern no no it's just an attractiveness thing like <laughs> I thought you just missed the whole joke continue no I know I I got the joke I got the joke but I've never just fucked a guy because he's funny <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this guy, uh, he like randomly called me on voting day of all days, <laughs> and our election day. And oh. so naturally, as part of conversation, I was like, did you go vote in person today? Or like, did you get it done beforehand? And he goes, I've never voted. Mm, mm, and I was mm. like, okay, I didn't know that that was going to be something that I was going to have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that you're going to have to list every single thing. You Trust should have to. No, that's why I never but, tried to list anything because I don't know what I don't know and it freaks me out. Well, no. And so this is all about like, like following your intuition and really channeling your the energies and being like this is off like <laughs> this is not this is not gonna like work out right so basically I asked him and he was like I've never voted and I was like I'm so surprised like you have um higher education like he had a master's degree he's employed he's a citizen he's <laughs> all the things he's allowed to vote FYI He's alive. Yeah. A um, number that's valid issued to him. <laughs> um, and then he, like, I was just being curious at this point because I was like, but it was so easy. You just <laughs> fill in your band. Like, I was like, I'm so, like, and he was Mexican. He was born in America, but he's Mexican. And I'm like, you'd think you'd want to have a bit of a, like, stake in the game here in this election. Yep. Yep. Um, and so the more you lend your voice, the more it's heard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then he was like telling me that I was lecturing him when I was really just asking him questions like why why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and so and he perceived it as like lecturing because I think that was a defense mechanism where he was maybe embarrassed and oh yeah maybe and it, it definitely wasn't my intention to embarrass him but this is how phone conversation one is going right now, oh at least it was on the phone so you could tell that you had an inflection and tone it wasn't by a text and, okay no. so okay so you're like 
day he calls me. This is a total typical conversation to have in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but like in my brain, I was like, okay, what would old Nicole say to this? And then how, what, what did new Nicole say to this? And so- <laughs> <laughs> the difference is that old Nicole probably would have said something snarky or would have like just went I'll just been like okay and not been curious about it and kind of let it continue on because he was like making me laugh and I thought he was cute and whatever right and in this situation I was like he's already not like ticking the boxes and so you know, I used to get in my head a lot about being like too picky or, um, that like, yeah, I'm never going to like find the perfect person. So I would, um, probably allow more of my time given to men than I really needed to. Um, and so in this situation, I just was like, okay, this is weird. So I just, I mean, we hung like, it was like a 20, 30 minute conversation. We hung up the phone. And then um, he he had called me actually again, like another like two days later or something, and like brought up the whole like lecture thing again. And then I was like, this isn't an attractive quality either. Now he doesn't know how to like let go of it, and he's like projecting on me. <laughs> and so I'm just I'm looking at people and their actions and the way that they carry themselves and things with a, a much wider eyes um and interpreting it much differently than I would have before and so it got though to the point like he ended up texting me like a week later he had though either deleted the app or unmatched with me and so I just thought because I hadn't heard from him and he unmatched that and he told me I was lecturing him that he wasn't interested Oh, no. <laughs> so he ends up texting me like a week later and he's like, what the fuck? Where'd you go? Or something like that. And I was like, first of all, that's not how you approach this. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, you don't just randomly come out of the blue a week later and say WTF to somebody. Well, also the, it works two ways, bro. Like you could have asked. Well, I told, I was very upfront. I said, I got the impression that you weren't into me based on our conversations and because we're no longer matched on the app. Mm -hmm. Why would I reach out to you? And, (laughs) (laughs) and so my, my communication has always been direct. I'm that's never going to change. Right. But now I'm just positioning things as like questions. Right. Instead of telling him like, you did this, you did that. I'm saying like, how was I supposed to know that you were still interested? Right. Yeah. Leaving them, giving them the ability, the ability to answer for themselves. Right. And he's like, oh no, no, I, I was really busy and I was getting all these like, Hey messages that weren't leading to anything. So I just deleted the app. I didn't like unmatch you specifically, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if you're too busy to have conversations with women or to even be on the app, then it doesn't sound like you can make me a priority right now. And so I don't think we should chat any longer. Good for you. (laughs) You know, I, old me could have actually ended up going on a date with this guy. You know what I mean? Like it it may not have, like all the things I'm telling you, it wouldn't have unraveled this way. 
it would have either like been pushed under a rug or not addressed head on, or I would have just wanted some attention because I've been single for forever. <laughs> let's talk about the fact that, okay, so let's talk about the fact that you realize like something hit you. It was like a ding. It was like a red flag, like immediate red flag pop up. And instead of being, instead of making excuses for it in your head as to why it would be okay. And there may be other good stuff to compensate for this questionable thing. You followed your gut and just got rid of it then and there. Yeah. And I didn't even consider him not voting technically a red flag. I considered it a warning sign, but then I considered his behavior a red flag. Right. That's what I mean. It's like you, it was just this like little thing that happened and the way he handled it immediately, it was a red flag because of the way he handled it. Mm-hmm. Where before this little warning sign that you may have rushed under the rug or whatever, instead of being curious, you would have made up those excuses for him and been like, Oh, or whatever, compensate, compensate, compensate for him and not let him show his true colors right then and there. Yeah. Or, um, like I said, I would have like kept texting with him or or wanting to keep something going because I just wanted like the attention. Do you think that the way, okay, so like, do you think now when you approach these conversations with these guys, are you like, are you completely disregarding all any emotion that you have? Are you feeling new emotions that you maybe didn't feel before? Like, what is that process like for you? Uh, no, I am, um, I feel I'm feeling different emotions. So there's a couple of ways that I can break this down. So one is that I feel like I'm in such a good place with myself and I have so much faith in just the universe that it'll take care of me that when these jackasses come along, it's not as hard for me. It's not hard for me at all anymore um to be like you're not it like the right one will be here and I think I was losing faith in that he like existed right and Mm -hmm. so now I'm um I'm back on the bandwagon of like he's this and this is a way of me just filtering faster to get to him Mm -hmm. um so now I'm taking it as like let's say I do go out on a date and it doesn't work out, but I recognize it so much faster. It's like, I'm failing faster. Yeah. Wasting time and energy, giving a guy three dates or whatever. Um, and the reason I'm able to like knock them out quickly, even if they're nice guys, or even if I think they have great, like potential um, charisma or have a good character or whatever. Um, the reason I'm able to like knock them out so quickly is because I've gotten like much more crystal clear on what my non-negotiables are. Right. And then the, so the other person that I gave my phone number to, we've been, um, so we've been seeing each other for like a month. Girl. (laughs) Um, or should I say talking, talking for a month or whatever? Um, Digital era. Well, no, like we've met, um, and so we've, let's see, because we were on the app for a little while, then we like texted for a little while, you know, so it was, that's why I'm like, it's a combination, I guess, of like texting and actually seeing each other. 
um, for the last like four or six weeks or whatever. And um, like at this, at this stage in the game, I'm being much more vulnerable than I ever was before. Um, I am sharing things about my past much faster. Uh, I'm able to kind of like channel um, different like feelings in my body other than just my gut, right? Like how is my, my gut, my heart, my head, how's everything aligning? And, you know, getting like the green lights on all the various uh, spots, not just an intuition, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this new relationship as initially like a data collection period. Um, and stale, but I get it. What? <laughs> Very logical and stale, but I get it. <laughs> it's, but it's extremely helpful important I like I said I get it I totally understand it's it's if you break down like relationships outside of emotions and you look like it very basic how why humans associate themselves with certain stuff and it's data it goes to show that people you have to collect data to understand why people want to do something so it's in your best interest to understand who you're trying to spend time with before you actually provide them with your own data yeah. I guess you could say yeah so it's kind of like you know with the guy who said that he didn't vote like data point yeah so it's like a collection like you're collecting <laughs> data to determine um if all of that like lines up for you and, and so okay. I'm, like, I'm not rushing into anything we didn't kiss till the third time we hung out what what you kissed porn <laughs> we had been hanging out long enough like i said to know that we're both in the clear um but yeah if i hadn't like kissed a guy on the first date before um i would have assumed that there was no chemistry there was something wrong or i don't know <laughs> yeah like like, oh, did I do something wrong? Are you not attracted to me? Are you, uh, did I fuck up? I, yeah. I, now I understand it's okay to not, like, you're allowed to have a friendship outside of this physical want to be with somebody. I, it's sickening that we are just wired to be more apt to give people who we find to be more attractive more time off the bat than people we find to be less attractive because... That attractiveness needs to be there. It does need to be there. 100%. I mean, there, yes. So there's people that when I talk about an ideals list, I mean, you can put on there that you want somebody who's six foot tall, or you can put on there whatever you want. But the reality is that, um, he could have all of those things and be five, nine. And, well, that's you know, like, like, what are, what are you going to bend on a little? Like we're like, what's really truly important but I so I have to be attracted to my partner I have to I 100% agree I think it's shitty that we as humans are wired that way because it's those are the data points that we can collect and we think are the right data points it's not. well so that's called like 
So that's like your Yoni, like your, your, uh, you know, Netherland regions. <laughs> that's like your Yoni area. And so you have like your brain, your heart, your gut, and your Yoni all having to give you the signs to say go when you're into somebody. Mm -hmm. And so previously I, I gave my Yoni a, a too large of a voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very fairly certain my Yoni was the only voice we had for many a <laughs> Yoni only, please. We're a Yoni only crowd in here right now. <laughs> Hence but I think the name of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Yoni only. Um, so like, so I think actually it's kind of fun to consider like data points as a good way to look at how we should start treating relationships and saying like, I go out and I understand if I were to purchase a vehicle, I would understand the gas mileage, how much a year it would cost me, the kind of maintenance, what kind of maintenance I'd run into later on down the line. Like people do that when they go to, to buy a vehicle. And like, that's a lot of time to invest in something you're probably not going to spend as much emotional time connecting with. But we won't put that kind of investment time-wise into a human and like be okay with cutting it off afterwards if it doesn't meet our criteria. And I think that's part of our problem. Well, it is our problem. It's yeah. like we, we continue to like allow these humans to not meet our criteria because we think there's potential in them. Well, yeah, I mean, and I'll like, I'll circle back a little bit because I did say I was going to talk about like the old beliefs. And so uh, a good portion of the second workshop that I was in, which was like activating your relationship potential. And it had Heidi was one of the coaches. And then another woman named Kendall is was the other coach. And it was a group situation, but you also had one on one time with the coaches. But a lot of that was about determining your anchor points or like your old beliefs. And it took, it, it's hard and you can have thousands of them, right? But if somebody asks me like, what's an old belief? I'm like, I don't even know what you're asking me. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? You know what I it, like? And so I had to do some like deep work to realize that like one of the things that stands in my way is that I don't have a lot of faith in like taking chances. And so- yeah. Um, that's why I, like, I had to change that old belief and just be like, the universe has got me, he, like he exists and it'll happen when it's supposed to and truly believe it. Cause I've said these things before, but I didn't attribute them to specific old narratives. And so like, you can tell like, yourself you know, positive affirmations in the mirror all day, but it doesn't really sink in until you like dig up, like, where did that come from? Old and gross, dirty, dusty. Um, so, you know, I think you asked me like, how do, like, what's one way that, or you may ask me like, what are several ways that I am doing stuff that's different than I did uh, before? And so now I'm trying to, with the new guy, communicate saying things like, I feel blah, blah, blah. And then following it up with, I need blah, blah, blah from you, right? Nice. 
And so I don't generally go into, I feel X way. I'm just like, I'd really like for you to, you know, text me every day. Like that's, I mean, that's super, that's not like an actual thing I say, but <laughs> for an example, terrible example of how I am not. <laughs> let's say, well, let's say I, I, I was like, I, let's say I just told a guy, like, I, I want you to text me every morning. Right. You tell me good morning every morning, but I wouldn't explain like why or where that came from. And so I'm trying to, to lead up to it first. So maybe it's like, I feel good, or I like to know that you're thinking about me. And I get that feeling when you text me in the mornings. Mm, yeah. That's a good way to structure it. Cause really ultimately I found the same thing where it's like, I, was in the beginning of the relationship I'm in I would you know be like hey what's going on you know where are you at what's happening and it was being perceived as me trying to like keep tabs and I was like no I'm just curious because I'm not with you and I feel like I'm being left out and it was like you could see the like click when you explain where it's coming from and so I've been practicing that more because that's also one of my issues is I don't allow others to see my vulnerabilities I don't like to be vulnerable period so for me to express like you know I feel like I'm left out and I'm asking you these things because I want to feel like I'm involved even when I'm not there like that puts a whole new spin on it because it's really not me trying to keep tabs to make sure you're not talking to people you shouldn't be talking to it's like I just want to be with you and that's me being vulnerable (laughs) So it's right. You have to dig, you have to figure out why you want these things. And if you don't know why, then you need to do some searching even further to figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, I've been going to therapy on and off for years and there's been a lot of conversations around, uh, do the men that I'm attracting have similar values and, and unless you have similar values, you can't have a strong foundation. Um, and so a lot of this work is about shifting your ability to um, naturally attract people who have the same values. Yeah, I like it. Well, because you're starting to be yourself. And when you are at your happiest, it's when you're fully at yourself or whatever right so like or whatever or whatever (laughs) and yourself that's when people really get to see who you are speaking of vulnerabilities yes we have uh (laughs) we have a story do we still have time it's already like an hour and 20 minutes oh probably not then Well, I've shared on the next round of solo us. Is it something that you can type out in the judgment-free zone? Or no? Mm, potentially. We'll do a snippet. It's right. a story. We'll, you'll wanna, we'll want to talk about it. Oh, so, okay. Well, yeah. this will keep people on the hook for whenever we get the opportunity to actually record <laughs> the two of us again. And maybe eventually that'll be in person. <laughs> but and so like this is real time this week thanksgiving is on thursday this week like this is a real time episode for them so like 
you're getting it all <laughs> all actually happening this is the episode to have it on so we really did have coronavirus this last week <laughs> yeah you're like um this is not pre-recorded it's two days before it's live this is real life this is the real status of your two hoes <laughs> well actually this is just us swinging back into the old beliefs <laughs> so funny but yeah so we'll have to wait until the next time to share the story because it's blessed hilarious and it's all about you know the exploration of how to be vulnerable and say I feel and this is why I feel and these are the things I feel because of this feeling that I'm having and (sighs) it's pretty good all right well you're really you know building up the suspense well I mean it's worth it trust me <laughs> I'll tell you what. People hear this episode and they want to know the story before the next episode. Fucking tell me in the judgment free zone, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Facebook closed group. In case you're not part of it, you do have to go in there and request access. Um, but if you're in there, you can demand things of me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, get extra things that we did not share on the episode so fully share on the episode you know privacy concerns and all that fun shit (laughs) (laughs) um so do you have an girl for this last week i mean maybe COVID. i don't know actually yeah i i do um my girl. i made some some really fucking great gluten-free bread from scratch (laughs) (laughs) it's delicious I'll have to give you the recipe I'm fucking impressed it's not it's not like the um it's really spongy it's almost like a cake but not you know what I mean like remember how gluten bread used to be nice and spongy and airy delicious (laughs) (laughs) the reality is that I'm probably never going to actually make bread so you don't have to give me the recipe, but <laughs> no, you can use it. You did. It's it's that kind of recipe. You can do it in a bread maker too. So yeah, if I don't you ever know. mind, you just let a girl know. Otherwise, if anybody else would like it, I'm more than happy to share. In the judgment free zone, of course. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. um, my ad girl is that uh, in the process of having my refinance for my mortgage and debt consolidation, um, which sounds like really intense, but it was just student loans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's be real. My debt includes my education. Yeah, it's just student loans. Um, uh, So there was a notary that came to my house to assign all the paperwork. So I also got my like durable power of attorney and my living will and trust and my healthcare advocate and all that kind of stuff notarized as well. I was like, hey, he goes, do you have any questions? And I'm like, do you have a little bit of time? <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, he was like, you know, most banks aren't even letting anybody inside. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. My mom was a notary of the public for a hot tick. That was a good time. We notarized everything. <laughs> Get that bread recipe notarized, bitch. Yeah, I finally took care of that kind of like legal nonsense because I wanted to give my 
family copies at Thanksgiving if I happen to see them. Yeah, so actually, who we're gonna see? So, are you going? Anywhere? I'm going to my mom's, um, but I'm not sure if my brother and his fiance are going. Are going, and my grandma is not coming. So, it might right. me, my mom, and her boyfriend, maybe his two kids. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Say, if it seems like you shouldn't, don't. Oh yeah, no, I mean. Even when I'm there and it's not COVID-y, I keep my distance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, you can keep your distance with us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's my mom. Like, my mom is, has been around the whole thing. Like, I give my, I I give my mom hugs. Let's not get this all twisted, but. No, I know that I, yes, (laughs) all fairness. For the record, in case this is a jumbly, Nicole's mom has been around the whole quarantine because she's been helping the house and shit. So there's no mixing germs there. It's the the children, I assume. Yeah, I mean, and they're grown, but um, there's enough space that yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't have to like all sit at the same table or anything. So yeah, you can safely distance and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but anyway. So that was a, a, a bit of a deeper episode. <laughs> We've been having a lot of those lately. Um, yeah. I think it just lends itself to the type of time that we're in. Uh, yeah. yeah. At least, you know what? At least these episodes, we, we're, I'm just so excited because we're able to provide people with a, a multitude of different tools to help identify trauma, to help address it. Um, and we have such varying levels now of, methodology you know there's this surface scratch the surface stuff there's immersive two-day three-day courses there's months with workshops like I'm just if anybody benefits from this even if it's listening to us talk about our own experiences that makes me happy because I wish I had something with shit like this when I was growing up to listen to (laughs) Well, and all the things that I'm talking about are affordable options as well. Um, it's not like I'm going on some sort of crazy yoga retreat to, you know, Sonoma or something. Like it's, they're all <laughs> realistic. You can do them pretty much on your own time. I mean, it's um, like we have, we have the, um, the Janine Staples workshop. If you hear this episode and it's not the 30th, get in the judgment free zone. Let us know if you want to do the um the group participation with us it's yeah she's doing a dr janine stables from our previous episode is uh hosting a virtual three-day event um december 10th through 12th and you can get a deep discount by getting on the group ticket um so it's like 67 dollars a person and even but on the group website the um deadline for the bring a crew has been extended to december 7th Oh, perfect. That's wonderful. But yeah, so we're trying to coordinate that. So basically only one person would then um, submit the payment and register all of the people. So then you would just basically um, contact Sarah or I to pay one of us and to let us know that you want to be part of the group. Um, So you can do that um, if you're interested or if you're interested in any of the other stuff that I did, um, any of those workshops or who those coaches were or anything, like you can DM us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles 
Um, you can DM me personally at Gypsy Magic Official. Um, you know, we're on Facebook every day. Um, you can email oh. us. <laughs> yeah, you can email us at um, stories at homelandschronicles.com. So, you know, in, in case you don't want to just like wave your hand and say, I'm down for whatever. Um, if it's something you want to work on without telling the world, like you, you can do that. <laughs> you yeah, can... as a matter of fact, <laughs> wait, that's another thing to say. Um, the group rate doesn't mean we have to do it in the group. So if you want to participate with the group rate with us, we don't have to go through the workshop videos together. You do them at your own pace on your own time. Yeah. So you not even know, nobody would not have to know you were even in the group to get the discount rate. Yeah, and that workshop's um, all about, uh, I, you know, redefining uh, your types of relationships that you want in your life and, um, you know, falling in love with yourself. Again, another probably exercise of changing some old beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. I would say so. I would say that's probably one of the better ones to start off with because you have to figure out who you are before you figure out who you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm on this self-help journey, so might as well keep that train going. <laughs> it's not a phase, mom. <laughs> Choo-choo, here I come on my, on my train. Um, fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and if there's any proof in the pudding, you know, the most recent guy that I've talked, that I'm talking to actually has real potential and I actually feel interested in him and it's not been a common feeling over the last few years and so it's for me it's impacting my immediate like decisions and who I'm deciding to spend time with yeah and I'm happy to hear that that makes me very happy yeah so um yeah if you like this episode you can rate subscribe share, review, do all those things to help your hoes out. And, um, <laughs> and happy Thanksgiving. Comments out. <laughs>